I think the no recording sign is based for that. Um, yeah, cell phones. People are using cell phones here. You're showing your game on a cell phone. What's your name and what's your game? <laughs> uh, my name is Kyle Nissen, and our game is called Disjoint. And what's Disjoint about? Uh, Disjoint is this like 2D puzzle game slash 3D puzzle. Um, where basically you move shapes around, triangles mostly, and try to solve puzzles. And there's also a very heartwarming and touching story kind of woven throughout that as well. It's a very like seafarers kind of sailorman story aesthetically from what I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it starts out with uh, uh, two travelers on a boat who happen to be pigs. Um, and then their boat is shipwrecked and they wash up on shore and one of the pigs is found by uh, an old hobo who ends up helping them out along their way to uh, reunite the two of them. And where, where did that kind of like see inspiration come from? Did you guys all like grow up like childs of fishermen or like what? No, we all grew up in like the most landlocked place ever in Calgary. So That's their <laughs> motto, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful BC and Calgary is the most landlocked just place landlocked, on earth. Yeah. No, the story just kind of came out of something. We thought it would be a, a nice, interesting touch. Um, you know, I, I think we just thought it was a, a good kind of... I don't know, I'm trying to think of the word here, but... A, a good good scenario and a good scene for the story to take place, and it worked well kind of with the aesthetic of the game and stuff and the art style that we have, so that's, that's what, what caused it. What... what, um, what kind of, like, I, I find the whole like, duality of the kind of... Uh, very story-based thing, uh, and then having the puzzle levels. Very interesting. It's kind of very like familiar, like Pyre, like kind of similar thing where there is like a story around the like yeah. core gameplay. And, yeah. and what 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 part of that kind of came first? Uh, definitely the, the the puzzle kind of gameplay came first, and we we felt like we wanted a hook just to get people more engaged with the story and kind of anchor the the reason why you're trying to solve the puzzles and stuff. So. We, we decided to kind of interweave the story throughout the puzzle gameplay to kind of keep players going and, you know, also attract a bit of a broader audience because maybe some people aren't so hardcore to the puzzle side, but they really might enjoy the, the story. And it's got a nice little rhyming scheme the whole time, which is fun. And also, I think, like, you guys are definitely targeting mobile platforms first, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Android, iOS were our, are our target platforms. And that, that kind of, I think that also kind of fits because, like, all the puzzles are from what I've seen, somewhat turn-based. And the story is very much like a visual comic come-to-life kind of thing where you're you're kind of taking it at your own pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that always kind of a like, goal of doing mobile platforms and having that kind of like stop-and-go? Yeah, I think we, we felt that it really worked with the kind of game we are making because, you know, you can grab a couple puzzles here or there, you know. The game is divided up into fairly small bites and little story bites and stuff, so it worked really well on mobile. Um, and I think that was the kind of game we wanted to make, was just like a more relaxed experience. Like, it's not a... There's no timer or anything. You kind of solve the puzzles at your own pace, and you can work your way through the story. Like, it's we're trying to create a more mellow, kind of enjoyable experience for the player. And what... Um, you mentioned that you did a lot of the work on this game on the side. Yeah. What, what, what What's kind of like scheduling a side project with three people? I assume your team's three, because that's who's yeah. here. Yeah, there's um, three of us. It's, it seems like all Calgary indie developers are three people teams. <laughs> yeah, it was... Well, we started, we were just like friends in university, and we uh, when we graduated, we were all just like, you know, let's get together and make a game. Like, why not? And we all had different jobs, and actually throughout the process, one of us ended up moving to Vancouver, and so we've been like 
you know, and I was actually took a job that I was traveling for four months, so I was totally away for a while, and we've, you know, we found ways to kind of work through those challenges, and um, it, it's been interesting trying to work as a team doing a project on the side like this. Is, it's always tough to find that time when you have to, you know, put food on the table, do your day job, and then you come home and maybe squeeze in an hour or two of, like, actual work on this, and um, I think that's why it took us so long to get the game out. It's been three years in development, but it's been uh, an awesome journey. We've learned like so much along the way. We're super excited to, to get it out there. What's the developer scene in Calgary like? Uh, Calgary actually has like a pretty good little grassroots community of game devs. I mean, that's actually, they've been really supportive for me, especially um, just I've been going to like all the meetups and stuff with them as a developer kind of trying to learn a lot of this stuff on my own it, it can be pretty daunting but when you get a chance to like you know just hang out with other devs and talk to those guys and find out what works and what doesn't it, it helps a lot um i mean we've got a few pretty solid games coming out of calgary these days and i think it's just starting to grow and i'm pretty excited to see what happens is there any um game developer showcase at the stampede no, the Stampede's pretty pretty heavy Western still, but uh, we're, we're trying to push it. We've gotten, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Beakerhead, but that's like a big Calgary-grown science art engineering festival that's been going on the last like four or five years. And um, the video games have been starting to, to show more prominently there. People have been demoing stuff or creating specific things just for that festival. So I think that's super cool. Um, and I'm pretty excited just to see it grow even more. So when I um, was asking about who to interview, because I often people are like, oh, who do you want to interview? And I'm like, I'll interview whoever wants to be interviewed. Uh, the other guy said he was a former Olympian. You <laughs> should interview him. So yeah. what, what did you compete in? Yeah, so my past life I was uh, a freestyle skier, so I did aerials. So I would go off a jump and do like three flips and a bunch of spins and try not to like break my neck. Um, I actually was fortunate enough to compete in the Vancouver Olympic Games in 2010. What was that like? Uh, it was insane. It was so crazy. Like, I mean, did you just, did you like compete and then just have the rest of the time off, or like? Well, I did, but our, the problem was aerials was like midway through the second week, so we competed and then had like three days to kind of soak in the Olympics. That sounds like the ideal way of doing it. No, you want to be you want to compete early because then you can like have your event done and just enjoy the games and not have to worry. Because when you're like before your event, you are a hundred percent focused on your your own event. You you can barely even watch what what else is going on. So. Um, but I was super fortunate to be like an athlete and compete at a home Olympics. It was an amazing experience. It was really cool. Were you just by yourself as a Canadian in the? I'm assuming you're competing for Canada. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Calgary. That might have been how you got here. You like came to the Olympics <laughs> and then you're like, you know what? It's pretty cool. I'll stick around. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I mean we had a, a team of like seven athletes competing. Um, there with from freestyle in Canada, which was really cool. How did you How did you place? If you don't mind I was, me asking, I came fifth actually, which sounds great, but it was actually a disappointment for me because I was ranked pretty high in the world uh, the last few seasons, and I was actually ranked number one uh, going into the finals. And I just had a slight, like a tiny little bobble on my takeoff on my last jump. And, and you're competing at that level; it's the yeah, smallest things that all. It's like the sliver of error. You just have like such a small margin of error, but well, also I kind of knew you didn't get a medal, 
because your friend would have said he's an Olympic gold medalist yeah. or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd probably carry that, that around the, with me everywhere yeah. if I had one. But but either way, it was like it was such a cool experience. It was so just like overwhelming. It was. I mean, Vancouver was so awesome during the games. Like, everyone got into it. Everyone was, like, so supportive and just having a good time. I mean, the, the little bit of time I did get to party was so much fun. I had a blast. So, yeah, it was... What, who it was are cool. the, what was the best country to party with? Um, I'd have to say Canadians and Australians get along really well. Um, <laughs> the Russians are, like, maybe the worst country to party with because they are crazy, <laughs> but fun. Um... Yeah, I don't know, like, especially, at least in my sport, like, everyone was super friendly, we had a blast, I mean, I got friends from all over the world still, and I'm, I, I, I love it. I so how much, like, how much Olympic gear did you get? Like, do you have, like, boxes of Canada yeah. tracksuits? And... Oh, yeah. When you show up at the Olympics, they literally give you, like, two duffel bags full of, like, clothing, because you have, like, a separate outfit for, like, opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies and everything. And then plus, like, your team gives you stuff. So I got, I literally took count when I retired from skiing. I had 26 pairs of ski pants just in my closet. I was like, what, what am I going to do with all this? <laughs> That's, like, a way extreme scale of me working at a camping store. Yeah. And I look at my closet, I'm like, why did I buy a one-person tent? Yeah. Like, what? Like, I'm never going to use this. Um, well, have you ever skied again? Oh, yeah, I still ski oh, for okay, fun. Yeah. I don't do uh, aerials for fun. It's not really a... Uh, a sport you can just do casually, you know, yeah. go off and do a couple flips. Probably the higher you go in the air, the less casual you can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being on the question bus. Yeah, hey, I'm happy to do it, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, just Disjoint's coming out November 3rd, uh, Android iOS. Keep Does it have a, a Twitter account or anything? Yeah, we're uh, at Disjoint Game. Uh, if you check out DisjointGame.com, that's our website. You can check all our social media there and stuff. Oh, so. Okay. We got Instagram. Oh yeah, we got Snapchat. Uh, I don't think we're on Snap actually. Oh, okay, not yet. We're working on it. We're you got to save something for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, for sure.